Hello and happy Sunday. I am so glad that you have decided to spend your time with Waitlist with Dr. Carol Penn. We have another exciting show planned for you today. And here we are with Waitlist in our 10th season. I can't believe it. In our 10th season, something that started a golden nugget that has arisen out of the pandemic where I get to have these curated conversations with some of the world's best kept secrets, which hashtag no longer a best kept secret after we have our conversations here today. And what do we do with waitlist? We explore all things around what it means to be weightless in mind, body, and spirit, what it means to be weightless around your health, what it means to be weightless around weight release and weight release maintenance, as well as our mindset. So we really do take you on that mind, body, spirit continuum. And we also frame our topics within the concept of medicine of, because everything can have that healing aspect to it. And medicine, the root medi, means to take measure of. And how do we take measure of the things that impact all of our lives? So I am so excited to be bringing you this show the 10 episodes of each and every season. And we want to help you do what? Optimize your health and well-being in all aspects of your life. So this is your opportunity now to really begin to gather whatever you need to sit back and relax and enjoy this show. Whether it's uh, some water, your favorite beverage, and our audience likes to take notes. So getting out a pen and paper, you know, y'all get it old school because we always do what we give you information that is actionable. So we are going to sit back today. We're going to welcome today's special guest, Cynthia Calla Suarez, as we explore the medicine of home ownership. But wait, there's more. We have to have a word from our sponsor after we listen to our inspiring theme song written by Kenny Brazil Hamilton. So we'll see you shortly right after this. Sit back, relax, and happy Sunday. Weightless, weightless, no matter what people say, you're full of greatness, greatness. Time you opened up your eyes, you were courageous, courageous. If only they could see you going through your paces, it's amazing. Weightless, no matter what people say, you're full of greatness, Going through your paces 
Weightless with Dr. Carol Penn is brought to you by Penn Global Visions, Penn Global Medical Group, and the Tocito Connection. We'd like to thank you for supporting this program and joining us today. We invite you to listen to podcasts of all of our shows at anchor.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, and of course, videos on YouTube. Now let's return to Dr. Carol and her super friend guest. Thank you again for joining us. All right. Thank you so much for that word from our sponsors. Thank you, DM. And thank you to our production team. So important. So thank you to Kenya and DM and all of the folks that make it possible for us to have this time together. All right, folks, you know me. One of the features of Weightless with Dr. Carol is I enjoy bringing our guest on camera before they speak so you can listen to their accolades. So often we don't get acknowledged in that way, or at least not directly in front of us. So they might blush a little, they might smile a little, but in the meantime, we're all basking in their glow. We're picking up on their vibration and we're being lifted up as we listen to what they've accomplished in life. And I hope that will encourage you to step out in your own life. So let's meet her. She is my friend, my colleague. She is a person who uplifts and inspires me. I love her dearly, and she is a professional at the top of her game. So let's take a look at Cynthia Kalashwarez. We're so excited you're here. Hi. So all right, you all sit back, listen to this, just take it in. Cynthia Suarez is a full-time residential. Hold on, y'all. Let's just get real. Need some glasses here. No, I'm not, I'm not playing this morning. Uh, Cynthia Suarez is a full-time residential and commercial realtor with over 12 years real estate experience. Although her focus area is Monmouth County in New Jersey, she has successfully listed and sold properties in North Brunswick, Plainsfield, Jersey City, Passaic City and Hackensack. She has a keen understanding of studying and learning well the markets she works in. Study and show thyself approved. That's an editorial comment, by the way, y'all. She also traveled to and studied markets in Georgia, Nevada, Texas, and California related to her personal real estate investment endeavors. She has had the rare pleasure in this lifetime of answering her calling in several professions. And we're going to talk about that, including real estate. Her first choice was to work with children, where she happily taught the middle school grades for nine years. Simultaneously, she pursued her interests in finance and eventually transitioned her, her career to financial consulting after her daughter was born. She and her husband began to explore real estate investing and fell in love with the exhilaration of the real estate world as they purchased, rehab, and managed several properties throughout New Jersey over the years. 
Cynthia bought two out-of-state properties sight unseen and established a full team of local professionals to ensure she was buying quality properties. With the help of her team, she managed the rehabs, rented them, and maintained them all from thousands of miles away. As a result of all of her career experiences, she offers great benefit to her clients by combining her talents and background to help make the buying and selling of real estate a fun, exciting, and beneficially educating experience. Since buying and or selling a house is one of the biggest personal decisions and financial transactions a person will make in a lifetime, she enjoys sharing her expertise to help people make a confident decision. She offers a steady hand for anyone stepping out of his or her comfort zone and provides innovative resources to help her clients succeed in their goals. She traveled the world as a child, and her experience has afforded her the privilege to have interacted in all socioeconomic arenas. Her personal goal is to create an increased life experience for all. In between her work and family time, she enjoys anything related to the arts, reading, the outdoors, learning and doing new things, and traveling. Her background, Rowan University, BS in Education, New Jersey Producers License, New Jersey Real Estate License, Neptune, Neptune Zoning Board of Adjustments, former member, CII Commercial Real Estate, Committee of Mammoth Board of Realtors, ongoing education in marketing strategies, investment strategies, industry standards, and changes innovative strategies. Welcome, Cynthia, to Waitlist. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> we are so excited to have you here today. And we have an audience that really likes to connect and also an audience that we note enjoys being inspired and uplifted by the stories of our guests. So there's something in your bio that I think is key, and it's often something that I share in my bio. I wasn't always a doctor. There mm. was a journey through another career experience, and it was all uphill in terms of making the change where I had to become or I had to choose between, well, are you going to be a daughter of doubt or are you going to be a, a daughter of determination and go ahead and, and, and do this thing that you're called to do, that you're purposed to do, that you have a desire to do? And you did something very similar going from education to real estate. Could you tell us something about your journey in becoming a daughter of determination. <laughs> yes, well, you know, I, I had the pleasure of teaching these beautiful children in two townships, one Red Bank and one in Neptune. And they were just, that was just the one of the best experiences ever to start off, you know, after college. And I just saw how impressionable they were and how much they were just just craving somebody to believe in them and you know be an example and i i really enjoyed that but you know while i was teaching as as great of an experience as it was with the children and meeting my colleagues and things i just realized i felt like a caged bird it's like you know you had all these politics that go on in the school system and you have all these regulations and you're you're, you're trying to to do things for the children but 
your hands are kind of tied in certain ways. And I was still young. And I said, you know what? I know I'm meant to do something different. And I always wanted to, to reach better, more than just teaching science out the book or math. Like, well, what does it mean? How do you apply it in life? You know? And I had an opportunity when I, um, you know, to, to learn finance because I was newly married at the time when I was starting to think about getting out of teaching and I needed my own financial planning. Mm -hmm. And I got introduced to this wonderful person who is still in my life today and a big influence and mentor. And um, they came, he came and taught us about money. And I said, you know, I want to learn this. I want to, this is valuable. People need to learn it. So I went and I got my series six and series uh, 63 to be able to do investments and my producer's license. And I was doing that for a while. And um, I said, you know, this is just another way of teaching. Instead of teaching little children, I'm teaching money. I'm teaching finance. I'm teaching people how money works because that is definitely not taught in school, <laughs> how money works. And so, you know, I had my daughter and I was enjoying that. And then, you know, I started looking into real estate and my husband said, you know, let's, let's buy a piece of property. Let's, there's a, there's, you know, in Jersey city, let's go there as a two family. We could, we could buy it. And I was like, mm, I don't know. I never did it, but I'm one of those that, you know, if I can, if I see that it's a way to make somebody's life better, including mine, I want to do it. So we, we partnered up and we ventured and we bought this two family property and that's where I learned a lot. And I didn't know anything at the time, but I fell in love with it because I realized one way we started off teaching children, shaping their minds and teaching them to feel confident and love themselves the best I could. Then I went to finance, trying to give people a chance to understand money so they, they could make better decisions and have a better stronghold on their financial security and future. And then I found real estate and it's like, I'm providing people with a home. You know, I'm like, this is great. I'm giving them an opportunity because I can choose the kind of owner I want to be, landlord I want to be, what type of environment they can live in. And uh, so, boy, we learned on that property. And the thing is, a couple of years later, maybe three years later, we ended up selling it for, for more than double what we purchased it for. So we also made a profit. Yes, yes. That was my, in you know, beginning of just, kind of seeing how I wanted to expand and have a bigger chance to make an impact in the world than just in that classroom. Fabulous. So you took your love of teaching, which is still foundational for you, and you learned how to enlarge your territory. Mm -hmm. And you're bringing that to the world. Well, I know there's somebody out there that has that seed planted in their heart and that they want to do something similar with their life. And they're going to have to make that determination about whether or not they're going to be the son or the daughter of doubt or the son or the daughter of determination and step out on faith mm -hmm. and walk in the direction of their dreams. Wow. Thank you so much for 
sharing that. And I, I can also hear there were there were some stumbling blocks. There were some learning yeah. curves. Yeah. It wasn't a straight line. You know, yeah. sometimes people think, okay, I want to do this thing, but I want it to be easy. It's not easy, is it? No, it certainly isn't. And you know, there's there's so much to learn. You see things on you see things on television now, especially with all the reality TV and you see the rehabs going on and and then you have all these seminars that come up. Oh, invest in real estate. Come, we'll teach you everything. Well, I've had my education. I did a lot of it and I invested, <coughs> lost <coughs> money <laughs> going for these coaching programs. The difference is, you know, my tenacity just wouldn't let me not get it, you know, mm. but there's, it's a, it's not just a simple thing that you just go and do it. It's, there are a lot of moving parts and the stumbling blocks and getting through them and learning how they work together is where you get the, the learn the finesse and you learn to deal with the, the stumbles and get back up and, and take better steps. Yes. And you do have to invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. You do have to, you, well, develop a little bit of muscle for risk tolerance mm -hmm. and invest because you had to learn. You didn't just, this knowledge didn't fall into your head. The desire to do something different was there, but you also had to learn about it. You had mm -hmm. to make an investment. Just like I tell people as I'm sharing with them and helping or coaching them, I'm not telling you anything that I didn't do myself. Yeah. I had to, inv I didn't just decide, oh, I'm going to be Dr. Carol W. Board certified in obesity medicine and family medicine. I had to invest in that education to make the transition. So congratulations for all that you've accomplished and for sharing those golden nuggets with our incredible weightless with Dr. Carol Penn audience. All right now, so let's make a moment. Let's make a moment trying to you know, get the fan out here. We're gonna make a moment. I also take a, a minute just to prepare all of us, to prepare you and I. We're going to take a few nice deep cleansing breaths together so we can get down to the nitty gritty of the show. So would you make a moment with me, yeah. Cynthia? All right, beautiful. So I'm going to invite everyone to go ahead and get comfortable. This is going to help with our listening and our conversation, helps me calm down, helps our guests calm down. If you'd like to you place one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly, if it feels comfortable, go ahead and close your eyes. And let's take a nice deep cleansing breath in through the nose. And exhale gently through the mouth. And really allow yourself to savor this moment, relaxing and softening, easing into what is going to be a transformative conversation, participating in it, witnessing it. Let's go ahead and take a nice second deep cleansing breath, remembering and honoring our own ancestors, our lineage, the people upon whose shoulders we stand, honoring the land upon where you find yourself living and breathing and having your being here in New Jersey. I'm here on the historic lands of the Lanai 
Lenape Indigenous Peoples, and I am grateful. Mm, let's take one more cleansing breath together and let's welcome in this teachable moment as we continue with Weightless with Dr. Carol Penn and our incredible conversation with Cynthia Calla Suarez. Mm, when that feels good, go ahead and open yes. your eyes. How does that feel? That was very weightless, if you want to say. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. I need that moment. And so often we all need those moments throughout the day where we can just center ourselves and not Mm -hmm. feel so scattered. So I like to offer it as a part of our show, because I know we are really in the midst of fully engaged people who show up here and make the time to be with us. And that's what I call make a moment Mm -hmm. because again, these moments just don't fall out of the sky with all of the intensity of our lives. We have to make these moments of self-care and self-nurturing. All right. So I know we are talking about the medicine of home ownership. I know that's our theme. However, today's headlines are filled with challenges around money. We have inflation. We have recession. We have increasing prices. Did you check out the prices of school supplies this year? Oh my goodness. I was involved with a backpack giveaway event and the cost to the organization and our donors was astronomical compared to the cost last year, this time. So hashtag shout out to Lunch Break, who kept our backpack giveaway going even throughout the pandemic. And this year we were able to offer it live. So, so proud of all the volunteers that again, make these moments to help make the lives of other people better. So how do people prepare? How do people cope? right now, like in real time with what is happening? Well, one thing to keep in mind, which I stress when I work with clients or even on my videos, I like to talk about the markets and keep keep people up to date on what's happening in their local current market. Because mm-hmm. remember, when you're hearing these this news, it's national or global. It's not always... It, I mean, yeah, the inflation is happening to everyone, but I mean, you have to really f- be able to focus in your area too to see what's happening. But um, right now, yes, inflation is up, home prices are up, rents are up, everything, you know. So, but we've been here before. It's just that you have to look at all the other variables that are happening right now. And one thing that I, tell my clients, I want people to start looking at real estate as an investment. You're dealing with with markets in real estate, just like you are with stocks and bonds. There's a stock market. There's a real estate market. So things are going to fluctuate, fluctuate. And things like the economy, the Federal Reserve, all those things affect real estate. And real estate is very much though and on the other hand supply and demand has a supply and demand aspect and that's what can drive markets up or down as well so 
we have, I don't know if most people realize it, but since over the last 10 years, the value of homes in our country has been increasing steadily. So it's been a just a gradual increase of value over the last 10 years. You just didn't really notice it because it didn't, it wasn't, you know, extreme. But these last two years with the pandemic that was, you know, the onset of the pandemic, we had an unsustainable amount of growth. It was bound to come back to being a little more normal. Part of that was the, you know, people not knowing what was going to happen, wanting to get out of crowded areas and cities and having an influx of people moving into the suburbs, whether it was here on our Jersey shore or other places that were not so, so dense, you know, so, um, we had a lot of vacation homes, second homes being purchased. Um, one thing to remember, though, and I want people to think, anytime there's a challenge in the economy, whether it was a depression or the fallout in 2008 or different things that happened, that's when most, that's when a group of people realizes it's an opportunity and that's when they make money. So when you start to look at the, the fear and the gloom and the doom and the I can't do that, that's if that were the case, then everybody would have be having a problem. And that's when uh, people who really start to learn and get educated, they realize it's an opportunity to get more stable or make some money. So I just wanted to, to bring that out. But um, yeah, so uh, we have been here before. And actually, even though it's rising 7%, it's around 7% right now, it's still not unmanageable. And um, you just have to understand what it is you're looking at, maybe price ranges you can search in, and what's required to actually purchase if you're looking to purchase a home. Those are great tips and suggestions, answers. So one of the challenges is that Americans, we are not known as great savers. <laughs> so oftentimes when these there's ebbs and flows as you're talking about when these ebbs come along, we often are not ready for it. So can you offer people out there any tips on reducing expenses right now? How can they pull the reins in and reduce those expenses? You know, and even on the everyday things. Mm -hmm. Well, since one of my other loves is finance, <laughs> I'm a I'm a calculator girl. Let me tell you, I need to figure. I never guess anything. I have my financial calculators for budgets. For you want to know, so <laughs> this is right up my alley. Um, I'll tell you one of the biggest things that people don't do is they don't know how much they're spending every month. Mm hmm. There are certain things that you do know. Of course, you have to pay your, you know, if you have a car, you may have a car note, you know, um, you may have a mortgage or rent, stuff like that. But, and I know this from experience, firsthand experience. You're going to Wawa, you're going to getting something from Target, um, you know, Amazon Prime and all these subscriptions you have for your streaming services and stuff. And I'm not saying to cut down and not have any joy in your life, but if you if, sit down and actually see where your spending is going. 
And the best way and easiest way to do that is to physically print out your bank statement. Don't just sit there online and look at it. You put it in, print it out and put it in your hands. And you take a highlighter and you highlight everything that's a necessity. Getting your gas, paying your utilities, your grocery shopping, not your frivolous stopping by and getting a Slurpee and things like that. But like literally you went grocery shopping, things that are necessity, highlight that. And then look at everything you didn't highlight and add that up. And I bet you'll find some money there that you can redirect to help you get a handle on your finances. Wow, that is a great suggestion. And for those people who file tax extensions, you know, so that deadline for the personal taxes is coming up, that would be a great time to sit down and do that, wouldn't it? You know, because you're going to have to handle that material either yourself or you're going to have to gather and hand it off to your certified public accountant. So since you're, be, you're going to be handling it, go. that's a great, great, great suggestion. It's simple. It's right there. You don't have to dig anywhere. Go online, get your statement, print it out. Go back a, go back a year ago and see if your spending was the same. You can, you can track it a little bit see what's happening because um, since the pandemic, sometimes people were looking for that comfort and were spending a little, you know, might've been spending a little differently. Yes. But um, that's one way I, I, I almost guarantee you will find some money there. I love it. Thank you so much. That's a powerhouse of a tip and it's going to be very revealing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. As they go month to month. Oh, look at what I did. Oh, I forgot I had that subscription. I'm just being a philanthropist to that gym. Oh, I've got three gym memberships. Oh, you know, and I'm not going to any of them. Yeah. But, oh, I'm going to one, but not these other two over here. Mm-hmm. Thank you very, very much. And also, what are some tips now? The holidays are coming up. What can people do to prepare for the holidays in a more economical fashion? Well, I mean, honestly, it's a beautiful season to gift and share and just fellowship. But if you really look at the spirit of the season, It's not about how much you spend on gifts for people. It's really the thinking about it. So we're in October now. Um, You can start to, you know, write down the people that you're, you're going to exchange gifts with and really think about them and think about what might be beneficial to them. Maybe this year it's just, it's not just, I don't want to say just, but maybe this year it's a book. Maybe it's a book on, you know, meditation in the time of madness, (laughs) you know, I mean, something that's something that's going to uplift and enrich that person's life. Maybe it's something you can make, uh, um, you know, even a, a basket with something that will create some 
something comforting, like some candles and some tea. Like it doesn't always have to be something extravagant. And Mm -hmm. perhaps you can do a family gift for your own family, something that you do for the family, not in and something small individually. Like there's always something creative and look at your reasons behind gifting. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So that's really beautiful. And I always like to create memories around an event necessarily than doing, you know, a whole lot of gifts. But it's like, what are you going to remember those holidays for? So one of our family traditions is we all, well, being a former dancer, we always go see Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater every year. And it creates that holiday memory of being together in the holidays, doing something special. And that's what you're going to remember. Most people are not going to remember what you gave to them in terms of a thing from year to year. Also, I love the idea of homemade gifts because those become treasures. Those are absolute treasures. I remember one year my grandmother made Christmas ornaments for a lot of her friends and family. And to this day, that ornament hangs on my tree every year. And it is one of the most treasured things I ever received from my grandmother. So, you know, it's, it's, it's those things. And people are like, I didn't know you had that talent. Or they realize, well, you know, they had to take their time, their ingenuity, their love to sit down and to make this gift. It could be a food gift of a beautiful homemade pot, anything. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you for those practical tips. Yeah, And again, you've got that educator's mind because it's sort of like, even in real estate, what you said about teaching kids financial literacy, which was a missing and is a missing in the education of children, but it's really the application of math, isn't it? The application of measurement in in, in real life. This is what you can do with it. And this is, you know, the career you can have. And this is how you can take that mindset. All right. Now, so speaking of mindset, let's jump into what I know as one of your favorite topics. And that's the mindset of money, the energetic imprint, the spiritual connection of it. What can you tell us about mindset and money? Well, you know, it's, do you, you've heard of people who win the lottery mm-hmm. and then in a year or two or however long it's gone. Yes. <laughs> and, th- you know, that's really because of, if you don't, if you can't see yourself from the place of having money, if you can't see yourself from the place of being a person who feels good around money or feels good around home ownership and things, then it won't last because you're not of it. You're just in it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's kind of like, you know, um, you, I don't, well, you'll know this, you'll know this Carol, like we have so many things get said to us and kind of get programmed into this, and we don't know any better. And oh, money's hard. Oh, it's mm. it's um evil, the root of all evil. Right. Or you know, well, owning a home is too much responsibility. Or 
I, you have to say too much. I don't have good credit. You, you're looking at a goal, but you're not really seeing yourself there. Mm -hmm. You're, you're looking at it from a dis, you're looking at it from a place of lack. So you can't be in abundance when you look from a place of lack, it doesn't match up. You can't be in two places at once. You've got to so get your mindset in the place where you understand I I am capable of this. I, you know, I am smart enough to do this. I am capable of budgeting. I am able to do you have to feel yourself in that place first in order for you to make headway and for it to last. That's why so many people, even when they start budgeting, it lasts for a little while. And it goes out the window because those feelings of scarcity and lack creep up and you start functioning from that place and you can't create abundance from lack. Wow, that is so important for people to understand that they have to work with the ground of their being and shift it literally from being a ground that's fertilized with lack to a ground that's fertilized with abundance and the thoughts and behaviors around abundance and sustainable abundance. Like you said, right. some people will start out creating a, a budget, but then don't keep it up. And that's something that needs to be sustained. You and have to change your awareness. Yes. Your awareness that you're because it is a different, I'll tell you right now, I have no idea. We, neither one of us knows what a billionaire thinks. Right. right. We, there's no way we could know that right now because it's a different level of awareness. Mm -hmm. But we can start reading about it. We can start um, following some billionaires. We can start listening. We can start getting that awareness by putting ourselves in that environment. And even though physically we may not be there, we could start to shift our awareness to that by mm. exposing ourselves to the one who is there. And yeah. that is why, of course, that's not what we're talking about right now, you know, but that is why I want it's so important for people to understand when I when I talk about things, you can be a homeowner. Let's talk about what that means to be a homeowner. Mm -hmm. And um, just hearing, you know, getting inside of that mindset if you haven't been one yet. Um, again, real estate is truly an investment. And I just, just need to give you an idea of what's going on right now, just in our area. Mm -hmm. The reason it's so important to aim towards being a homeowner is because that is something that you, is a place that you'll have for some peace of mind. Everyone needs a place to, to lay his head down at night, right? It's a place you have your four walls. You can go in. You can have your sanctuary. You can have joy. You can create your own little space on this wide, worldwide earth, right? And as long as you're able to sustain the responsibility of keeping it, you've always got a place to go. Somebody else needs a place to go. You've got some place for them to go, right? And what's been happening over these last couple of years is we had the moratorium about the rents where some people 
didn't have to pay their rents because of the the economic hardship with the pandemic. And you had many landlords who went without getting their rents paid. So some people, it was, it's been, it was tough on homeowners that had rentals. And so th- therefore what happened is the rents started to increase once they came up. I'm telling you, rents nowadays are a mortgage payment. They are a mortgage payment. And so even at 7%, in many of these rental markets, you can still afford a nice home compared to what you can pay for rent. And you can't say that that owner, that landlord is not going to want to sell that house and then you got to move anyway. Or that landlord is not going to want to move back into that house because they took the responsibility of owning it and now you have to move. So homeownership gives you that that leverage, that security, that chance to, to make some choices for your life and give you a foundation for some financial security. It's one of the biggest ways to do that. Just as an example right now, uh, Red Bank, there's 58, 58 rentals right now in the market. Only nine of them are under 2000 wow. a month. Your average one bedroom in Asbury Park starts at 2200 Many of them are winter rentals. You can't even rent them all year long. Your average two-bedroom can be anywhere from 2800 3700 depending on where it is. That's rent plus your utilities. And when you're going to compete for the rent, you could be a Dr. Carroll. You could be um, Professor Martin, but you're going up against these people that have these 25-year-olds who have been working and they're saving their money. They've got $50,000 in the bank. They're starting off and the landlord would rather rent to them than rent to you. It's tough out there for rents. But you can buy and not be in that position. You know, so let me just give you an example. If today with this inflation at 7%, you have, you want to go buy a medium price house, $450,000 median price in our area at 7% um, for a 30 year amortized note, your payment's going to be about $29.93 for the principal and interest. You're renting a two bedroom for that, but you could get a four bedroom house with a garage and a yard, and it's yours. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just understanding that it is important, that is a big step, not for status, not for that, but just for some financial security and some peace of mind. Wow, there is so much to this, so much to this. We are going to need to go to a word from our sponsor, So we will just fade away into the green room. Our sponsor is going to just put us back there so we can continue the chat. And uh, DM is going to come on in with a word from our sponsor. What an afternoon. Thank you. Waitlist with Dr. Carol Penn is brought to you by Penn Global Visions, Penn Global Medical Group, and the Tocito Connection. We'd like to thank you for supporting this program and for joining us today. 
We invite you to listen to podcasts of all of our shows at anchor.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you watch podcasts, as well as videos on YouTube. So let's return now to these kernels of wisdom with Dr. Carol and her super friend guest. Thank you again for joining us. Well, we are coming on back in. So welcome back. Welcome back. And once again, thank you to our sponsors and to our audience and the production team and, and everybody and hey, the ancestors, everybody who makes this moment possible. So we have been talking about the medicine of home ownership and what that does. And it's so interesting that having secure shelter is one of the primary determinants of health. It's one of the social determinants of health. That's what I mean when I say primary determinant of health. And so is access to health care. And this might be surprising to you as well as to our audience in terms of which one is more important as far as optimizing a person's health and well-being? Is it access to health care or is it access to secure shelter? And shelter is over health care access. Mm. And the reason being, if you don't have any place secure and consistent, constant to store your medications, if you get that access to health care and you are prescribed certain medications, well, some of our medications need to be stored in a refrigerator. And if you don't have the privacy of, you know, having your own refrigerator, maybe you only have a shelf that you have to share with roommates or depending upon other circumstances, it's very difficult for you to be able to take your medications. If you need to secure your medications, like they're medications that need to be kept away from children or other people. Again, if you don't have that place to lay your head securely every night, you can't do that. If you are ill and you need to just stay home. And we saw this during the pandemic. We were told to isolate. We were told to quarantine. Well, if you don't have that secure, consistent roof over your head, again, you can't participate really in the plan of care or what would be ideal for you to optimize your health and illness, to address the chronicity of illness. All that takes a secure roof over our heads. So we're also talking about, when I say the medicine of home ownership, it is the opportunity to look at and deal with housing inequities, housing inequalities, and how it is so important for us to learn, well, how do we step into that and overcome that thinking about, well, I can't be an owner, I can't make that investment, et cetera, et cetera. And so I know one of the things that you give education on is being credit ready. What are some of the things that people can do to get and stay credit 
ready. Well, again, it gets to the part of actually taking a look at your credit. And um, nowadays we have things like Credit Karma and um, where it shows you two of your credit bureaus, which are TransUnion and Equifax. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not giving you an, an act, you know, well, it gives you a good idea. It does show you what what accounts are open in your name. It does, it gives you a picture of that. It's not the best thing to know your credit score fully because lenders use a different metrics um, when they uh, are metric. I don't know if I'm saying the right word, you know, whether you're going to get a car, you're going to get a mortgage, they use a different guideline when they're looking at your score, but it does give you an idea of what is going on there. Another great a really great place to look though is smartcredit.com. Okay. That because that's because it gives you the three bureaus and there is a monthly fee you can cancel any time, but it it also gives you tools and shows you how what to do in order to raise your credit. Um because it'll it'll actually tell you when to pay the things. Um it it's it's a it's an intuitive system and it's a really great uh, product to um, to look into, to really see what's going on, give you some guidance there. And if it's really severe, of course, you can get some credit repair done, but you do need to deal with reputable companies because many people have realized that this is an industry that people want. They learn a couple of things, make a website, put themselves on YouTube, you call them, and you're not really getting credit repair because they don't really know what they're doing. There's, you know, you've got the credit, the credit, the, um, the credit act, the fair credit act and things like that. But um, so if you did decide to do a credit repair company, you should, you know, research or consult with somebody to get a reputable one to, to, to deal with. Absolutely. And what was that name of that other program you said to look into? Smartcredit.com smartcredit.com. And that's the one that you have to pay for. You do. I believe you get a, a free trial, you know, for maybe a week or something like that, but it's worth it. It's worth it because it gives you a really good, really good picture. And I mean, you can go to a lot of different places. You can go to my FICO, you can go to all those, but smart credit is different because it actually has strategies to it. It's intuitive. That's all I can say. Like it actually tells you what to do. You can even um, link your, you know, your, link your bank accounts and things. Like it, do what's comfortable for you, for your comfort with security and everything. But um, it's a really good tool to really get a handle of knowing when to pay something. Um, because your credit report is responds to time like when you pay something like I so so many people don't realize that there's a closing date there's a certain time when after you mm -hmm. paid your card you shouldn't charge anything else because it's it's going to affect your balance like just all these different things smart credit knows that and it kind of does it for you okay. um to guide you so that's a good thing if somebody's really looking to to get a better handle on their own and understanding of how to make some differences to raise their credit scores. 
That I love it. So yeah, I love it. I love it. I could just stay on some of these points, but we've got some more. I'll come back and talk about finance another time. <laughs> yes, yes. And look, y'all, as always, there's the the contact scrolling across the bottom of the screen for our people that are listening, not viewing. You can contact Cynthia Suarez at Info at mysoldhomenewjersey.com. That's I-N-F-O at M-Y-S-O-L-D-H-O-M-E-N-J dot com. Info at mysoldhomenewjersey.com. And that's how you can reach out to her because... Cynthia does give educational webinars on a variety of things, including decluttering. Now, how does decluttering relate to perhaps selling your home? Let's say you're already a homeowner and you want to, you know, move for a variety of reasons or sell for a variety of reasons. Tell us about that. Well, I tell you, many people, I mean, I have walked into some homes where they have no clutter and I'm like, can you come to my house? <laughs> um, but, you know, over the years, we just accumulate things or, you know, we're just so busy. We just don't we don't really know what to do with some of that stuff. Memories, things from our children, things that we brought from another house. People, things that people drop off at our house to keep for them. And then we never, you know, it's it's very easy to get cluttered. So decluttering is great because you can have a wonderful home, but if you're looking to sell it and you have buyers coming through, you don't have room for things. Well, where are their things going to go? So they, they're they perceiving it like, well, there's, it's, it's, there's no room, but you know, they, they need to see their, their things coming in. So that's one of the biggest reasons to declutter. Also, it'll it can allow you to then have a fresh start so that when you go to move into your new space, you can create that space for joy and openness and you know, just a breath of fresh air to feel good in your new space. So it's twofold. One is, you know, it's 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 for people to see your house in a desirable light, but it's also to clear space for you to move on to your next phase in a good, in a good place. Oh, I love it. Yeah. You're talking about the, you know, that spirit, spiritual connection, the energetic connection. Mm-hmm. So now let's just drop a few more golden nuggets. We're going to have to get out of here soon, but right now, is it difficult to purchase a home? Oh, it's I. It's certainly not difficult. Um, it, it's maybe a little more challenging on your pocketbook, <laughs> but you know there are inventory in certain towns is starting to increase, so you're not having the same challenge of the bidding wars as much. You're you're still having them on some homes, but there's there's a little more inventory in some towns where you do have more choice, which means that you also, as a buyer, might have some opportunities to get things like maybe some assistance towards your closing costs or, you know, from the, from the seller. Or um, another thing I wanted to mention, most people don't know this, but you become a first-time home buyer every three years. So even if you bought a home, but now you want to buy another home, you qualify for first-time home buyer 
in three years. So there are perks as being a first time home buyer. There are also grants depending on your um, your you know your position with your financing. There are grants available, sometimes up to $10,000. Monmouth County has one. Ocean County has one. Different counties have them. They can be applied towards your closing costs. There are some reputable lenders that also will give you money towards your closing costs to help you with your purchase. So that takes some of that money out of your pocket. Um, so no, it's not hard to buy a home. Right now, again, I gave you an example of an interest rate of 7%, if we're looking at a $450,000 house, you're still in the range of what, what if you were going out to look for rent or you had to move out of your place and go rent somewhere else, that's kind of what you're looking at, you know? Wow. Well, listen, we are going to wrap up. We know we can sell a home now. We know we can purchase a home now. We know we can get ourselves credit ready. We know if the finances are a little tight, how we can cultivate that mindset going into the holidays, how we can begin also importantly to go through our bank statements and really see where we're spending our money and cut and therefore save some expenses or find some more dollars now. So listen, please reach out to our guests and please be sure to be here next Sunday at the same time. Cynthia, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Will you come back? Yes, Dr. Carol. Thank you so much. This was wonderful. All right. I'll meet you back in the green room. Thank Signing you. out till next week. Bye.